You're listening to the Organize My Thoughts podcast, where we teach you how to get out of your head so you can execute the vision. I am your host, Kyla Jackson. Let's get started. Hello, family. Welcome back to another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. I hope you all are having an amazing week as usual. And if you're not, I pray that your week gets a little bit better today. Now, this episode is a replay episode, but it's still going to be good because obviously God is trying to tell us something. And I really want you guys to listen all the way through so that you get the message. As you can see from today's title, it's going to be a rebuke. Y'all know how we do. We're family. And whenever God gets me, I have to get y'all. And so here we are. The title of today's episode is How Long Are You Going to Hide Behind Confirmation? Yes, I'm in your business. I'm down your street. I'm in your house. Y'all know how this goes. Before we even get into this rebuke, I have to tell y'all how God rebuked me first. So for the past few weeks, I feel like I've been encountering a lot of disappointment and it was really taking a toll on my emotional and mental health. And I began to get to the point where I was starting to lose faith. I had a lot of doubt and unbelief in my heart and honestly, a lot of bitterness towards God and towards my situation. And most of it came from because I felt like When you feel like you're doing everything right, you're being obedient, you're doing all the things and then things still aren't working out the way that you want. If you don't deal with that thing in your heart, it can really start to build up. And after a while, your heart can get kind of numb. And I feel like that's the place where my heart was. And so I noticed that when God would tell me to do certain things, I would hesitate. And before, when he would tell me to do something, I would be radically obedient. But like I said, I always felt this hesitation in my heart. And I could tell that the disappointment and the frustration of my situation was taking a toll on my relationship with him. And it was to the point where I would be obedient doing the things that I could do, but not doing the intimate things. So I would spend, of course, you know, uploading my videos, uploading the podcast, doing all the ministry work and things like that. But when it came to my personal relationship, I had kind of slowly backed away from the intimate places, really abiding in the secret place like I usually do with God. And it's not that I didn't want to get to that place. It's just that I couldn't find a reason to or I couldn't find a person to blame for what was going on. And so the first thing that I do when I was frustrated was I blame God. And I, I hate that I do that. And I know a lot of us do that and we really don't understand why, but I feel like the enemy is really good at trying to reposition or really distort our perspective of God. And he does that through the dis- the different disappointments that we encounter in life and other situations. And so I had really gotten to this point where I was just kind of, over everything. And, um, of course, like, you know, all of your, all the parts of your life are connected. So if you're feeling off spiritually, more than likely you're feeling off mentally and emotionally and vice versa. And so everything had kind of trickled down into this point where it was now affecting my productivity. I was sleeping in a lot more. I really couldn't focus on the things that I was called to do. And so 
It was just getting really hard to navigate through my emotions. And I believe that a lot of us can get in that space. And sometimes when you encounter so many disappointments, especially in a situation where you thought that you heard God say something and maybe he didn't say that, or maybe it was your emotions leading you and you thought it was the voice of God. And so now you get to this place where, well, I was in this place where I was kind of in a state of confusion because it's like my emotions were talking really loudly on one hand. The enemy was talking really loudly on another hand. And then God was trying to speak to me, but there were so many blockages in between us. And so I felt like I got in this space where I was just like, well, if you have something to say to me, God, you're going to have to confirm it multiple times because I was in this season of unbelief. And that was due to the disappointments and stuff that I had encountered during this period of time. And so the rebuke came in where I finally just released all the things to God. And I really had to get him to help me to pray through this because I got to a space where I was like, God, I don't know if I want to do this anymore. I really got so discouraged by everything that I could see around me, even though I knew in my heart that God was good and he had plans to prosper me and not to harm me and that he's for me, not against me. I knew all those things in my heart, but at the same time, it was like my mind was fighting against the word and really fighting against what I knew in my heart. So like I said, all that got me to this point where when God finally did free me and even in the process of freeing me, I would get like these moments of relief and then it was like another hit was coming. So really, I definitely feel like I was in a season of spiritual warfare in my heart and in my mind. And it was a lot, you guys. It was really a lot. And I just really had to just learn how to know that I know that I know that God is with me, that even when I don't feel it, even when I don't see it, even when everything else around me looks like nothing is happening, that I have to trust in the word. And the word has really been my anchor. It's always been my anchor because I feel like the word is not based on your emotion. It's God's word and it's true. But like when you are in that season where you don't even have the desire to read the word, you don't have the desire to pray. And honestly, you really don't have the desire desire to fight, that's a very dangerous place to be in. And so I really had to lean on um, God to really pull me out of that place. And so after God pulled me out of that place, he comforted me. He was a great father and a friend as he is. Then came the rebuke. I had finally gotten myself together and I started to represent the things that God had told me to do. Whenever I come out of a season of doubt, unbelief, frustration, depression, whatever it is, I always go back to my obedience list and I write down the last things that God told me to do within the month or three month period. And I do this because Whenever we're asking God for direction or we're trying to figure out why our prayers aren't being answered or all of these other things, usually there's maybe a hindrance because you either haven't done the last thing that God told you to do and he's not giving you a new set of instructions until you finish the last or there's just some type of um, thing that you need to deal with in prayer. And so I always start with obedience first, like, God, where am I in error? And he revealed to me that one of the places that I was in error was asking for excess confirmation. Again, I have been in that place where I have pretty much moved whenever God told me to move. But when I moved and didn't get the expectation or the outcome that I thought, 
I was like, all right, let me just chill out for a minute. And so I had gotten to this point where I was asking God every five seconds, like, God, are you sure you want me to do this? God, are you sure? Can you reveal to me one more time? Can you confirm through this way or this way if this is what you want me to do? I was asking him all these questions and he reminded me, he rebuked me. He was like, how long are you going to keep asking me for things that I already told you to do? And basically, like I said what I said. And I was like, oh, like, God, you're going to have to say it to me like that. But it was true. Like, I had gotten to this point where I built a solid relationship with God. And of course, we're always continuing to evolve and grow. And when you get to the point, his word says that, you know, we are his sheep and we know his voice and the voice of a stranger we will not follow. And so I have to remember that I know his voice, even when my emotions are trying to tell me that I didn't hear him correctly, even when the enemy is trying to confuse me or trying to distort my perspective. I know his voice and I had to get back to that place where I trusted him enough to take the first step. Because a lot of us, I think a problem we run into when it comes to confirmation and why we feel like we need it is because we want the entire plan. We want to know what's down the line. We want to know why God said something and then what's going to come after we do that. And all of that is really rooted in control, which we talked about um, two episodes back. I think the episode was called, Are You a Control Freak? And here's seven ways to tell. That need for control is what keeps a lot of us from really trusting God and trusting that we heard God. Because another thing he revealed to me that he was like, you hear my voice. It's just that what I'm saying to you makes you uncomfortable or it inconveniences you. And so because of that, you're asking me for multiple confirmations. And I noticed that whenever God speaks to me personally, he always speaks to me audibly or sometimes he'll show me a vision or speak to me in my dreams. But the primary way he speaks to me is audibly. I hear his voice like, you know, I, I hear it in my spirit and then he'll confirm in his word with me. And that's how I know that it's him. So usually those are the two steps is sometimes, you know, rarely he'll send me like a prophet to give me like confirmation about something. Um, but most, the primary way that he speaks to me is, you know, spirit to spirit and then um, com- confirming in the word. Like immediately, the Holy Spirit will usually bring scriptures or bring a Bible story to my memory, and it will be exactly what is going on um, in the situation. And so that had been the primary way. But in this season, I was like, God, that's not enough because I'm not even sure anymore. And so he would send me the confirmation like I asked for and in the exact way that I asked for. And still, it would like not be enough for me because I was so shaken and it was only not enough because I didn't want to hear what he had to say. And I definitely didn't want to do what he told me to do. And that, that is the missing piece right there. That is what keeps us for asking for confirmation. And we need to be honest because it is really a lack of faith and it's a lack of trust and it's rooted in fear. It's the fear of being wrong. It's the fear of God not doing what he said he would do. It's the fear of you being let down. And when we go back to the character of God, God is a consistent God. His word is true. All of his promises are yes and amen. Whether they look like it in the natural or not, God is always moving behind the scenes and he is for us, not against us. And so when we are having thoughts of anxiety or fear or whatever, we have to know that that does not come from God. His word says that he's given us a sound mind, that he's not given us the spirit of fear. And we hear that all the time and we're like, okay, but God, I still feel fearful. I still feel anxious. And what you have to realize is that the spirit of fear 
comes from the enemy. It says that God did not give it to us, but the enemy is always trying to steal, kill, and destroy. And what he's trying to steal, kill, and destroy is your peace, your trust, your confidence in God, your relationship with him, your obedience. He wants to steal all those things. So he sends these demonic spirits because fear is a spirit and it's demonic and to steal the things that God has for you. And so because you know that it's a spirit of fear, you need to rebuke it. Again, God gave us power and authority over the enemy and over anything that he tries to send against us. So we have to take the responsibility of rebuking it and not allowing it to settle on us. You may feel fearful. You may feel anxious, but you don't have to accept that as the truth. You can rebuke that thing and choose to trust God. It's all about decision, active decision-making, regardless of your emotions. It's trusting God, even when nothing else is lining up. It's making the decision to move in obedience, even when it doesn't make sense, even when it's uncomfortable, even when it's inconvenient. And honestly, Anything that God is going to tell you to do is probably going to require you to come out of your comfort zone. It's probably going to be inconvenient. You're probably not going to want to do it initially, but it's not about you. Intimacy with God comes with a price and it's a price of your comfort. It's a price of your will. You're sacrificing your will to do God's will on earth because that's what we were created for, to serve God, to give God glory. That is the whole purpose of why we're here. And so it always costs us something, but the benefits of following and being obedient to God far outweigh the cost. And so again, stop letting excessive confirmation drive you into disobedience because when you're stalling, you're procrastinating. You can, I think sometimes we say waiting on confirmation. I'm waiting for God to give me confirmation. I'm waiting for God to give me more clarity. What we're really doing is stalling in the realm of the spirit and we're being disobedient. And we need to be honest about that and repent for it because disobedience is rebellion. And God says the rebellion is as sinful as witchcraft. And so we really need to start taking these things seriously. If God told you to start your business and you're like, God, I don't have what I need right now. I don't, I don't know enough. I feel like I need to hire this person and start this person and all of these things. That's you're adding excess confirmation. God says that he will supply all of your needs according to your riches and glory. He says that in Philippians 419, that means that you have everything that you need and you don't need any more steps. You don't need any more clarity on what's going on because he's already, whatever he's putting in your heart is the first step. We have to be honest and realize that we have what we need to make the first step forward. And steps are important because that is how God moves with us. He moves with us step by step. The word says that the steps of a righteous man are order. Man or woman, man is talking about humankind, but it says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered. That means that in order to know the next step, you have to take the first step that God told you to do. And that first step is that stretch of faith that's going to take you where you need to go. And so if you've been in that place where you've just been like, wait, especially let me just address this too. Like if you're in a space where you're explicitly waiting for God to tell you to do something, but you feel the unction in your heart. Like, for example, let's say that God has been placing on your heart to share your message on YouTube and you're explicitly waiting for God to say, I want you to start a YouTube channel about this. Da, da, da. 
Sometimes God gives you that unction in your heart for you to start exploring something. And then when you take that first step, like maybe you actually set up the YouTube account on the back end and then you take that back to prayer and God will give you further explanation or further steps from there. But it requires a a small leap of faith before. And that means moving and doing something uncomfortable. When God told me to start this podcast, he put the podcast idea on my heart. He didn't say, Kyla, I want you to start a podcast on da 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 Like he literally started to place this desire for me to speak first. Then he started to give me some ideas to talk about. And I was like, okay, well, where is this all this going to go? And so I started asking questions based on the unction or the feeling that God had put in my heart around this thing. And so a lot of us are having feelings and unctions that that are really seeds that God has planted in us. And we haven't been asking the right questions. You're asking for confirmation, but what you really need is just direction and guidance. And that direction and guidance may not be a whole full out year long plan. It may be, okay, this is the vein that I want you to go in. And then you may get maybe a timeline for when to launch it. You may get like, you have to start asking details. And it's so funny because it seems like God is the only one that we don't ask questions enough questions too. We're asking all the wrong questions. When we're in life and we're talking to a friend and we want to know what's going on in a particular situation, we're asking them 50 million questions. When you can't figure out how to get somewhere, if you're on, you know, if you're taking a vacation and you're in a new place where you've never been before and you ask a stranger on the street, all of a sudden you're asking all the, the right questions to try to figure out where you're going. You're not just sitting on the side of the road and like, just like, oh man, I don't know where I'm going. And so you're just sitting there. No, like you're asking intentional questions. And so just like we would ask questions of anybody else when we need to know what's going on, we need to be asking those questions of God. And you can ask the Holy Spirit to help you to ask the right questions. Don't make your lack of clarity a stumbling block for you being obedient. Just be intentional about getting what you need from God. And that means silencing all the distractions that are going on in your life, sitting still before God, fasting and humbling yourself before him, rebuking that spirit of pride that's making you feel like you don't need to be obedient or that spirit of pride that makes you feel like you need to run to other people before you run to God. You want to be talking about all this other stuff that God told you to do to somebody else who can't help you instead of actually sitting down and doing the work. We have so much stuff internally that we need to deal with when it comes to this excessive need for confirmation. And it all starts with building our relationship with God. It takes work to build a relationship with God. It takes intimacy for any type of friendship. And that is what really God wants from us is a deeper level of intimacy. But we have been so distracted by our emotions, so distracted by fears, so distracted by what everybody else is doing and all of these other voices that we cannot even hear when he's giving the confirmation that we ask because our emotions are too loud. And so if you're in this space, I really encourage you to fast. Honestly, I know fasting is not everybody's favorite thing to do, but it is so necessary because there are so many things that God wants to say to you and so much direction that's probably held up and you're just not positioned to hear it. And so what fasting does, it kills your flesh, it kills the pride, and it really allows you to see and hear God's will and perspective for your situation. 
a lot of times we're praying for God to do something that's not in his will. And the only way that we know his will is if we're silent and still before him. If we're praying and we're asking these questions and then sitting long enough to hear his answers. If you need help praying and fasting, maybe this is your first time. I'll leave the link to a video that I did that will help you through that. But if you haven't fasted in a while, maybe it's time to fast. Okay. It's time to turn down that plate. Okay. Put aside the chicken wings, put aside all the good food that you eat. No, that sounds so good. I just got hungry. But anyway, put those things aside and get yourself in the presence of God, because that's the only place that you're really going to get the direction that you need in life. It's time for you to get off the bench. It's time for you to get off the sidelines. It's time for you to stop complaining and stop hiding behind confirmation. Go get in God's face and hear what he has to say about your situation so that you can move out of this place, this paralyzed place. Yes, he loves you. Yes, he knows that it's uncomfortable. Yes, he knows that you're tired and you barely have the strength, but he said what he said and it has to get done. You got to be able to dig yourself up out of this place and reach for God's hand so that he can help you to get done what you need to get done. So this wraps up another episode of the Organize My Thoughts podcast. If you know someone who needs to hear this, please text the link to at least two of your friends, your mom, your sister, your best friend, your auntie. It doesn't matter. Send the link to somebody because you know that they need to hear it. And don't forget to subscribe to my bi-weekly newsletter where I give you some tips on really how to process these emotions, how to deal with all the thoughts that are in your head and how to give you some clarity along the way. So the link for that is in the show notes. And I will talk.